0: Hi, everybody. It's David Allison from Megadeth here, and you are watching CMS TV.
1: It's the Texas... Or what is it? Is it it's the Texas Texas
2: the Hippie, Hippie Coalition? Coalition.
1: That's the guy who almost broke your neck.
2: It, it is. It is. Big Daddy <laughs> Rich.
1: <laughs> he put you in a in the chicken wing and just about broke your snapped your spine.
2: He literally picked my four hundred pound ass up with <laughs> his one arm. I was like, God damn, wouldn't want to fight you. <laughs> exactly.
1: All right. So we're we're in the home stretch of the show and I hate to say it, we say it all the time. Damn this show's gone by fast. It has <laughs> it's gone
2: pretty quick. It's gone by fast.
1: All right. I don't know this guy from Adam. I love I love stand-up comedians. There hasn't been really any really good ones in years. Nobody wants to be controversial or say stuff i, I we, both chris and i grew up in an era with uh sam kinnison and andrew dice clay and murphy murphy exactly and that was like the stuff that made us i i don't know about you but when i first saw sam Kennison do his first hbo special uh from the roxy there in um you know hollywood that I still watch
2: that to this day, oh yeah, and it still cracks me up, mm-hmm. dude. The, with, the, you know, the one for me that's exactly like that, Eddie Murphy, Delirious.
1: Yeah, Eddie Murphy, but both of his standups were just yeah, raw too, raw and just in your face and just mm-hmm. just blatant, and yeah. it was funny as fuck. Mm-hmm. But, but it's been a long time. Since any comedian has stood out like that. I mean, one of my favorite comedians, and he hasn't done shit since we saw him in person, uh, is um Chris Porter. Chris Porter. He he's he was funny, he said a lot of funny things, and he, what has he done since we saw him? I like, have not I, even
2: I, seen his name. I haven't I, either.
1: That was like five years ago or even longer, right? Yeah, it's been a while now. I mean, you know, his first his first special that he did, Chris Porter, uh, Ugly and Angry, hysterical. Then he did The Man from Kansas, I think, was the follow-up, and then I don't think he did anything
2: since. He's still touring, I guess. I mean, I, mean, I see a bunch of shows.
1: Yeah, he's funny, but, but not to the Sam Kinison or the Andrew Dice Clay level. And, no. and you got to think, you know, this stuff took place 35, 40 years ago already. hmm. Which is, I hate to say it. Why were things so much edgier 40 years ago than they are today? You know, because everybody's mean?
2: a pussy now. <laughs> I know.
1: But it was so over the top, outrageous, and edgy. And it, you were just like, it was the shock value. I guess I guess that was kind of like the beginning of the shock jock era too, yeah. as far as well, like DJs were concerned. It was shocking and
2: yeah. crazy. Well, and I mean, dude, look at just like fifteen years. The last fifteen years, those comedians that we used to fucking love on O A, none of them are doing anything anymore. No, no. Bob Lewis Kelly, Blue CK, Kelly. Uh, Burr, you know, Bill Burr turned into a fucking pussy. Yeah, I mean, none of those guys, Dane Cook. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think Dane Cook is even doing anything anymore. Yeah, I'm sure he's out there, but nobody—he's not famous anymore. I mean, no. none of those guys. Rogan doesn't really do comedy anymore.
1: Oh, no, you know, he's a multi-million million-dollar podcaster guy now.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, but why did that go away? It went away because everybody got afraid.
1: Yeah. And, and and you know, from like the Bill Burr perspective, he got success doing the family family. What was it? What's that uh, cartoon he does? F is for family. Yeah, F is for family. And mm-hmm. you know, obviously, he still does stand up, but it's all observational observational <laughs> shit. Kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> look at Phil Ooze doesn't even live here.
2: And I know. he knows
1: about Rich Voss.
2: He gets the comedy, though. Yeah, he does.
1: <laughs> like it. But, uh, you know, back in the o days, they mm-hmm. had Patrice O'Neill, Bob Kelly, Rich Voss, uh, Louis C.K. Nick uh, DiPaolo. Nick DiPaolo. I mean, all those guys were just edgy, com- you know, comics, and not anyone will step out and be edgy these days. No, no way and no. everybody's so afraid of losing their livelihood if they dare say something offensive and it's just it, it's just horrific it's comedy it's supposed to be offensive and uncomfortable yeah that's what makes comedy graded it, because it it lampoons the norms mm-hmm. it 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 makes absurdities out of our normal daily activities yeah and you know you can't even make fun of that no nope, not anymore well apparently there was a black comedian i i don't know this guy from adam
2: but okay.
1: he made a joke about george floyd he should be killed
2: and not he, george floyd this comedian. <laughs> Let me be clear. I don't want to offend anybody, for God's sakes. No, no, Yeah,
1: well, well, why would you offend anybody? Oh, my that God. That would be
2: terrible. <laughs>
1: you know, and the thing is, is that both Chris and I, as far as this genesis of this show is concerned, we were brought, we, we came up through the ranks, per se, on shock jocks. Yeah. Howard Stern was the king of shock jockery. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously Imus was very early on. I mean, I remember IMUS in the late seventies, early eighties. He he did some controversial things back then. And what was that? What was that guy? Um Morton Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did a lot of shocking things that were against the norm and he'd said things that People would go, oh, my God, did you hear what Morton Downey Jr. said? Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I never heard such a thing, you know? Yeah. And, you know, people like that were shaking things up or kind of making you uncomfortable or kind of making you squirm in your seat a little bit because you were just like, Whoa, wow, I, wow, that's really taking it to the limit, isn't it? And okay. then, uh, you know, the radio thing came along, Howard Stern, you know, we got to give credit where credit is due, even though he's the douchebag that he is today. But he 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 blazed the trail, as it were, for that kind of comedy and that kind mm-hmm. of entertainment. And, you know, uh, Sam Kinison came along and he was outrageous. And Andrew Dice Clay came along with his limericks and. You know, it was, it was just, it was like, whoa, this is, this is wild. This is crazy. But I don't yeah. think anybody went out of their way and went, well, you know, Sam Kinison said all, all you women are horrors and bitches. So I should treat you that way. I don't think anybody ever did that.
2: No, it didn't happen. It was a joke. Yeah. Well, that's everybody took it as what it was intent, as its intent was a joke. Yeah. It was Nobody just- ever looked at comedy as news. Yeah. Or, now they look or, at it as like news or or intent.
1: Yeah, and it, it's just like it's just supposed to be funny. It's supposed to yeah. it's supposed to go against the the norms or or
3: mm-hmm. go
1: against the grain as as it were. Yeah.
2: As we're finding out more and more in comedy, if you go to a comedy show, you definitely find this out especially with the opening acts. They all try to do regular shit as comedy, and regular shit just ain't funny. It's boring. It's boring. You know, I was at the grocery store the other day, and you're not going to believe it, but grapes were two for 89, two pounds for 89 cents.
1: (laughs) Two for 89 cents.
2: (laughs) And I said to my girlfriend, let's get four pounds. That'll be like $3. (laughs) you go you go Chris. yeah Yeah. that is that is what is expected now in the comedies i mean dude you've seen it i mean the show you and i went to forget chris porter that chick couldn't have been more unfunny if she was reading a dictionary
1: you know i realized that alcohol put pounds on me so i gave up alcohol for six months and I lost 25 pounds. <laughs> it's that's like, what, she, uh, she that's what she
2: was doing. That was, was her humor. You know, Yeah, and it's we were like, sitting there. We, we were, it was so silent. It was so devoid of jokes that we were uncomfortable, not laughing.
1: Yeah. Cause it was so safe. Everything was so safe, and it 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 wasn't funny. No, nothing funny about any of it. It and and the thing is, is that as much as Bill Burr was was with a big capital W mm -hmm. was funny. No, that last that last Red um, Rocks that Red Rocks special he did it was like Seinfeld light. It everything, was terrible. Everything yeah. was observational humor. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you ever notice bus drivers? They were always kind of heavyset, be- sitting mm-hmm. behind the wheel. Yeah,
2: they always wear blue clothes too. Why do you think they wear blue all the time? Okay, thanks for coming.
1: Yeah, there there was nothing funny about it. It was just all observe. Hey, why do you think th- you know? Again, it's like the whole Seinfeld thing. Why do you think they call Ovaltine? Why don't they call it
2: round Teen? Yeah, <laughs> that is such a fucking Seinfeld. But Seinfeld—that was his shtick. So was it was good. Trick. It was good when he did it because he was the master. Stephen and Wright, only, and he was the
1: only one who was doing
2: yeah. it. Yeah, Stephen Wright was funny. The way he was so emotionless when he would say heinous shit. Right. That was super fucking funny. But dead- when other people started trying to do it, it was no longer funny.
1: Yeah. He was just a deadpan comic.
2: Yeah. Gallagher, which I did never, uh, never appreciated his humor, but I get it. When he was the one and only guy smashing fucking fruit and stuff. That was funny. Yeah he
1: had a gimmick.
2: It was his gimmick and he was good at it, but when other people started bringing up props, it wasn't funny. It's like do something original. There there is there's such a lost art of being creative now. And maybe that has to do with social media too because everything is now quick 30 seconds. Even comics now, they're all trying to get that quick cheap pop on fucking Twitter. Instead of sitting around for months writing 60 minutes of material. You know, it's a different world now.
3: It is.
1: Well, anyway. Shut up, Phil,
2: you asshole. (laughs) Who's Hannah Hannah Gadsby? That fucking guy lady with the glasses that talked about having the abortion. Remember Hannah Gadsby? She's tremendously unfunny.
1: Yeah. Isn't she the politically correct uh, one? She, I mean, she
2: Let's I, just I find think, a, a piece of her unbelievable humor.
1: Yeah. Well, Amy Schumer, of course, she used to be kind of funny when she was on ONA way back in like 2012. She used to roll with the punches and be silly as the guys. And then she became fat. And then she got unfunny, and she's she's just a she's just a big ick now.
2: Yeah, she stinks. What's even worse about her? I don't know if you saw the pictures of her this week, but now she's all even more puffy-faced than she was before. <laughs> she's just like a big bloated whale. And she's ugh, she's she's not looking good. She literally looked unhealthy in these new pictures that came you know, out. Of- I mean
1: she when when she was on ONA, she used to make uh guest appearances on ONA. Mm-hmm. And she used to be kind of funny because she used to be unconventional humor for a woman. She used to yeah. have kind of guy humor. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then she just got all politically correct and then she just got all fat and then Yeah, she uh, sucked. She sucks now, and then she's like, almost like denies her past, you know, mm-hmm. like she never like made derogatory jokes or something. No,
2: of course not. All right, let's get into this oh, hysterical yeah, I, I've
1: woman. Seen, I've seen this lesbo.
2: She's hysterical. Here we go.
0: It's nice to be here. Um, I haven't been going so well back home. Uh been getting a bit of negative feedback uh, from my people, the lesbians, um, (laughs) (laughs) they're they're not happy with my work of late, and I've been getting a bit of negative feedback, and if there is something my people love, uh, it is given a bit of feedback. We're not shy. We'll let you know why you're upsetting everybody, but I, uh, I had this spokesperson, one of our spokespeople, uh, self-appointed, we all are, um approach me straight after a show uh to give me a bit of feedback and if there is a good time to give me a bit of feedback it is straight uh, after uh, st- a show st-
1: stop that for a second Jesus. how many did, how many times did she say the word feedback in the last 30 seconds
2: how many times does she want to beat it into your head that she's a lesbian so you better fucking laugh well not only that
1: i'm going to use an ona ism she she's a flat so
2: Yeah, iceburger.
1: She's a a Terry Clipper. She really is. (laughs) But she
2: said feedback like 10 times in 30 seconds. Because she doesn't have any material. She stinks. Let's get more of this hilarious comedian. That's just not a rotten pussy either. No. It's a rotten look. It's a rotten comedy. It's everything. Here we go.
0: I love that time that is definitely when my skin is at its thickest Um, I love it yes please listening is on oh um she came up to me after a show and she said I was very disappointed in your show this year Hannah this year that got me I thought oh no she's been on this assignment for a while (laughs) uh the problem
2: why are they laughing because she's clever
1: She's not. It's her clever wordsmithing with her. She's been on assignment for a while. She's <sighs> been following my career.
2: You're gonna have to study her a lot longer than a year to find a funny joke.
1: Is this, is this Jim Jeffries' sister? His unfunny sister?
2: Jane Jeffries.
1: <laughs> joke
2: free Jeffries.
1: She's got the she's got the Diesel Dyke jacket on and yeah, the horrible. Exactly. With the horrible poindexter hair going on and just awful know. like she just uh,
2: rolled out of bed ugh. it's like ugh. a right, little more of this pig and then we'll get to the other guy
0: when she said she said i don't think there was enough lesbian content <laughs> I, I, I i said i said you know i was on stage the whole time i was it didn't <laughs>
2: Why are they clapping? That's not ironic or funny.
1: It's funny to these people.
2: No, it's not. They're clapping because they feel like they have to.
1: And anyone who wears sensible glasses, they think this is funny.
2: Yeah, maybe. They they wear sensible
1: glasses. I can't ever notice that. You ever Mm -hmm. notice people who always wear these sensible glasses?
2: Yeah. Hipster douchebags. That's who they are. They're hipster douchebags. Holy shit. I, I can't take any more of her. <laughs> oh, my God. Tell me about this other comedian now. I, oh. I literally can't stand another minute of Hannah Gadsby. All right. So, But you're going on tour with her. How
1: are you going to deal with her on tour? Are you going to have separate tour buses?
2: Yeah, I guess so.
1: How are you going to deal with Amy Schumer, two Fatsos?
2: Well, I'm a Fatso, too. It'll be the Fatso tour. <laughs> fatso and Flatsos. Are you
1: going to share the same tour bus, or are you going to no. have separate buses, separate buses
2: like Motley Crew? Like <laughs> the three of us together, you need a tour tank. You need something bigger than a bus. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, I'm not familiar with this guy at all. Uh he's a he's a black comedian. His name okay. is David Lucas. Okay. And apparently as a black man, mm-hmm. he made some insensitive joke. L- let me let me reemphasize
2: joke
1: about George Floyd.
2: Is there anything as a, known as a sensitive joke?
1: No, but that's the whole thing. Even in the comedy clubs these days, people—you can't even joke these days mm-hmm. without it being offensive and upsetting, and it just upends the apple cart, and it's terrible. Yeah. When I go to a comedy club, the rare times that I get to go, because there's Mm -hmm. just no good comedians out there, right? I want to hear something that is just fucking over the top and hysterical. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear observational comedy. I want to hear something that just shocks the senses and goes, holy shit, that's fucking
2: funny. Dude, that's why I go to Landau every time he comes because it's always new material and it's always uh, we always come out of it holding our ribs, as right. a, you know, and not not even not even saying that in a joking way. I'm talking about legitimate le- legitimate pain from laughing so fucking hard. Yeah, that's
1: that's why I want to go to a comedy club because I want to hear somebody say something that is just like holy fuck! Is that just yeah. a is that a twisted thing, or if is you, that you know? Is that so irreverent? That's if so you're not irreverent.
2: coming out of the comedy club going, I can't believe he fucking said that. Then it hasn't been a good visit to the comedy club.
1: I agree, but some for, for whatever reason in today's culture, even comedians are held to a standard that mm-hmm. you're not quote unquote allowed to say something that's even irreverent or twisted or crazy or off the cuff or something that goes against the social norms that's what comedy is it's supposed to go it's supposed to lampoon what the what the norms
2: are it's an absurdity of the normality I agree. That's what it is. But if it but if it goes
1: with the norms, it's mm-hmm. not funny now. Yeah. It's just you stating what's normal. Yeah. That's <laughs> called a fact. And there's <laughs> nothing funny about that. Nothing.
2: No. Well, I have this guy's joke. Do you want to hear it? You well, yeah. It?
1: But but let me set this up. But anyway, okay. this this David Lucas uh he's making he's lampooning the whole George Floyd fraud that uh you know that this George Floyd died of fentanyl overdose in reality he didn't die from a crushed neck and you know the fact that this policeman had him detained for eight minutes straight he died of a fentanyl overdose is it's the truth. If you look if you look up his autopsy report, which is widely available, uh, this Derek Chauvin went to prison for no reason. Yeah. Just being a police officer, but uh there was no uh damage to George Floyd. He was not strangled, he was not deprived of air, he died because he swallowed a bunch of fentanyl he died of a heart attack that was brought on by drug overdose
2: he that's- died of george floyd that's what he yeah. died of
1: yeah but because this is such a sacred cow this guy this this uh this comedian who is uh david lucas he kind of make a joke about it and people got offended oh jokes His jokes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why they're called jokes. It's not supposed to be serious. It's just a joke. But people get all bent out of shape because, God forbid, you make a funny out of an uncomfortable situation.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. So go ahead. Pull it up. See what this, this black comedian said in a black. Comedy setting where people were all upset and walked out on the performance, God forbid. See, you because, gotta be
2: some kind of pussy to walk out on a comedy show.
1: Was, they were so upset that this guy made a joke that was about a sacred cow.
3: And you wanted to show them the reason George Floyd got his neck nailed on. Don't ooh at that joke. <laughs> it's just a joke, man. I would have never kneeled on George Floyd's neck. I would have shot that nigga. That was... <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh,
1: stop! Stop! He's going shot that nigga! Stop it! Stop it! You're hurting my... Oh! I'm coming, <laughs> Elizabeth! I'm coming! He made a bad joke!
2: I thought it was a good joke. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> that's
1: what I'm saying, but say again. So it's like, oh my god. He said he would have shot that nigga. Oh, language. That's a, that's a foreign language among mm-hmm. that uh that peer group there.
2: Yeah. All but, right, here what, we
1: go. What, what because because he said this about a sacred cow?
2: Apparently so. You can't make a George Floyd joke, apparently.
1: Well, this guy, this guy is very, 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 uh, Swede. He's a real Swede. This guy? Yeah.
2: He's not Swedish enough, apparently.
1: Apparently not. But he made a joke and this is just over the top and too far.
3: Right, here we go. Man, I would have never kneeled on George Floyd's neck. I would have shot that nigga. That was <laughs> making us look. It's called comedy, nigga. I many more black fans I got to hear that might leave? Oh, I got. Because, <sighs> nigga, I was just warming up with that George Floyd. you ready to go? all right baby okay all right you offended too baby with the braids? Right, you offended too? God. man, stop. y'all good?
0: or y'all
3: about to... oh, shut up! <laughs> I like Kyle Rittenhouse, too. (laughs) I like Kyle Rittenhouse, too. You, too, bro? Bro, how about you? A little bit, right? Uh, See, that ain't, yeah. Man, one more guy. Man, that that nigga don't even want to go, but his ride leaving. He don't even want to go. He's like, man, I don't like George Floyd, either, man. That nigga.
2: (laughs) Good for him, man.
1: It just infuriates that, people. That
2: They're shit is funny.
1: Infuriated.
2: That really is pretty funny, though. <laughs> he just <It> said, <laughs> I like, like Kyle Rittenhouse, too. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. That's the white supremacist that shot innocent people, unarmed huh? people, with an AK 47 or an AR 15, man.
2: That's fucking hilarious. Good for him.
1: See what I mean? It's just so stupid. Yeah. It's a comedy club, people. Mm-hmm. It's okay to laugh.
2: Yeah. I don't see what the problem is. Really, I think he's funny. Yeah. Now, see, I want to. Now, I want to see the rest of his comedy.
1: <laughs> well, if he comes to a town near you, I'll go see him. I'd go see him. I'd let's make the trip to Cleveland if he came to Cleveland
2: and you and I could go together and go see him. Let's see what he does. I'm, I'm looking him up right now. Tour. Uh, Connecticut, Florida, Canada. North and South Carolina. Virginia and Florida. Nothing, Nothing between now and December 7th. Jesus. All right. He's got a yeah. full schedule, that's for sure. All right. Well, there's more to the story. Okay. Now, in
1: your Google machine, as Doghouse Riley used to say, Mm -hmm. type in, and I hate to say this as much as it pains me. David Lucas
2: apologizes. You got to be kidding me. This
1: is the reason I brought this to the show.
2: He apologized?
1: He apologized for the joke. Oh my god, dude! I didn't want to. I didn't want to reveal this to you early enough. I just wanted this to be a surprise,
2: dude.
1: <laughs> because I know how much you enjoyed it, but I didn't want to tell you why I brought this to the show. But he apologized for making a joke.
2: Now I'm not going to go see him when he comes to my town.
1: He made a joke. People got offended in outrage. And he bent the knee and he apologized.
2: That's fucking
1: lame. Did you find it?
2: I found it. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Give me that clip. That's the clip I need right now. The Jesus Christ, son of a bitch. Jesus Christ, son of a bitch. What
1: the hell are you faggots doing?
2: Yes. <sighs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> son of
1: a bitch. <laughs> what the hell are you faggots doing? <sighs>
2: All right, let's hear this. Here we go. Oh, sound. Let's
4: try again. Hi, this is comedian David Lucas. Uh, You know me from Kill Tony and other various roast shows. Uh, I'm an edgy, uh, push the boundary comedian. And uh, my job as a comedian is to bring humor in dire situations. With that being said, there's a clip that is circulating around social media. And um, since that clip has came out, I have spoken to a lot of George Floyd's family. I spoke to Cal Wayne, Trader True, Stephen Jackson. And uh, my intention was to never cause harm to his family or make them revisit a moment that happened a few years ago. Uh, I'm a father, so I get it. I understand how his kids feel. I've spoken to his whole family. and Well, then you better never
2: make a joke about anybody that has died ever again. Because I'm sure they all have family, too, dude. I'm sure George Washington's fucking family is still upset about his passing. (laughs) This guy better never make another joke about anybody that has died.
1: Well, dude, his career is over now. Oh, yeah, he's done. He apologized to to the woke mob.
2: And they're never going to say, oh, well, let's go see a David Lucas show again. He's always going to be the guy that fucking joked about Floyd. This guy's career is over. Done. Might as well go get a regular job.
1: He took the L, as the kids say these days. Uh He took a knee, and now he's done. Done.
2: Yeah, it's over for you, bro. Oh, That's fucking really, really really depressing
1: i told the joke that people were upset about
2: now i'm done you know what why did you talk to the family in the first place if you felt bold enough to make the joke take the take the fucking hassle with it you take the bad part of it and you you exemplify that
1: didn't he just say i'm an edgy comedian
2: yeah i guess not As long as the edge doesn't offend anybody that could fucking say something to you. Seemed like he was edgy, but then he fucking caved. He caved. That fucking sucks. God damn it. I fucking hate this world. I hate this fucking world. So you can't make any joke about George Floyd then either, right? You can't, you can't, make you can't joke take about
1: anything that's, quote unquote, of a sensitive nature.
2: Is Michael Brown still off limits? Oh, yeah. Yeah, still.
1: Yeah. he, he what, what, what did they call him? The big gentle giant? Yeah, the
2: gentle giant.
1: Yeah, he was the big gentle giant.
2: Trayvon Martin on the table yet?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. He was just a hoodie-wearing thug that uh, got, you know, shot by... The,
2: <laughs> can we make an mlk joke no of course not still not huh 70 no, no. years later or whatever
1: Oh no, no, no. sir Sirhan, Sirhan was that who shot him
2: no um
1: that that was sir and uh,
2: shot um rfk
1: JFK. yeah rfk right yeah
2: um who shot what's the guy's name something it's like a one one word name like james ray or something james or ray yeah, James Earl Ray shot Martin Luther King.
1: Okay. Yeah, you right? can't make a James Earl Ray joke. Malcolm X? No, of course not. No? No. Hmm. Too soon.
2: Too soon. Too soon? <laughs> the girls that got blown up in Selma? Uh,
1: Maybe because they were bitches.
2: If you don't use their name, it's not clear who you're talking about?
1: Well, as long as they didn't have vaginosis or. I
2: mean, Jesus Christ, are you kidding me with this bullshit?
1: Jesus Christ, son of a bitch.
2: Can I make a Kunta Kente joke? That's not even a real black guy. Is it? Jesus Christ, (laughs) son of a bitch. What the hell are you faggots doing? (laughs) Is Kunta Kente a real person? Um, well,
1: supposedly from roots.
2: So then I can't make a Kunta Kinte joke. No, maybe Toby. I don't know. That seems a little dangerous too. I don't know. Maybe can you make a LeVar Burton joke? <laughs> I think you got to find like a really white black guy. <laughs> like, um, the, the, the brother or the, yeah, the brother from uh, fresh Prince of Bel-Air. What was his name? Carlton
1: yeah carlton
2: carlton you can make a carlton joke looking like th- carlton motherfucker i think you could get away with that one can i make a will smith joke
1: no of course not he's
2: i don't know a- he's kind of he's kind of down now because he, people don't like that he smacked chris rock
1: yeah but he's got a propitia wife where- yeah
2: but people don't like her
1: <laughs> jada Pinkett smith
2: people don't like jada I liked her when she was in Wicked Wisdom. I actually interviewed her once. All right. She had hair though.
1: <laughs> but she's got propecia.
2: Yeah, I don't care a shit. <laughs> Buy a wig with your fucking zillions of dollars, right? Your husband's made like ten billion in movies. You can afford a fucking nice wig. Stop! No. Stop trying to be all militant.
1: Stop with a wig. It's a weave. A weave. A weave.
2: She needs more than a weave. You can't you can't weave a weave into scalp. I think you have to weave it into other hair, don't you? I would think so. She needs a transplant, which again she could afford. You gonna tell me she couldn't afford two million dollars on a professional no, hair transplant?
1: It's not that she can afford it. She can afford it on Will Smith's money.
2: Well, yeah. Well, believe me, if and when she divorces him, she's going to get half. <laughs> so she's worth probably $500 million. Right, Will Smith's got to be close to a billion dollars, doesn't he? You would think so. He's made a lot of big movies. Right. Who would, who would
1: have ever guessed the Prince of Bel-Air would have been worth a billion dollars?
2: Yeah, that is surprising. <laughs> well, who would have ever thought that he would have be, become like an action star? Right. But he really did.
1: But he is the man in black. Yeah. Or the man in black face.
2: He helped us to our Independence Day.
1: <laughs> well, look at, you know, getting back to the the lower echelon in that community. Look, look at this poor David Lucas. He's issuing an apology for making a joke.
2: Uh, yeah. Well, that's his own fault. He should never have done this. He should have never just,
1: you know, he should have never disparaged St. Floyd.
2: No, he should have never taken the call from his family and just ran with the joke. This dude could have been, he could have had something. Now he's got nothing. Now it's over. I mean, it's over.
1: It's over for him. He he thinks he's Bob Marley's uh, long lost son now.
2: Yeah. For the next year, he's going to be touring around with friends, and then after that, the friends are going to dry up because they're not going to want any George Floyd backlash. Right. You know, this dude is going to go and play some empty fucking clubs. That's what he's going to do, and then he's going to get a job driving a forklift at a Walmart or something. It is over. Unfortunate, man. Very unfortunate. Unfortunate.
1: What happens when you trot upon a sacred cow, there, uh, David?
2: Mm-hmm. All right. So let's hear the rest of his statement. All right. He doesn't really say anything else, does he? Let's see.
4: Here we go. And um, we've came, uh, you know, to an understanding as to how to move forward from this, and uh, just want to apologize to his kids and everybody who was close to him.
1: Came to an Wonderful. understanding how to move forward. Yeah. like 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 came to a complete stop because he made a joke. <laughs> it's
2: the same understanding um, Will Smith was trying to give to Chris Rock. Take George Floyd's name out your fucking mouth. Right. <laughs> That's the understanding they came to. He will never again say the name George Floyd. Right. After this, after this apology, you will never hear this guy say the name George Floyd ever again. All right. Never,
1: this is this is my message, I think Chris can concur, never, ever, Mm-mm. ever apologize to the woke mob.
2: Never. Nope. Let them shut you down before you give up your integrity, because they're still going to shut you down. If they've decided you're going to get shut down, the apology does nothing but buy you a day. They're never going to forgive this guy. He's always going to be that guy. He's always going to be the guy that fucking made fun of George Floyd getting killed.
1: Yep. And then you'll become their chlamydia-ridden bitch. That's right. Yep. Yeah, that's over for this you'll guy. You'll just become a stank pussy to them. That's
2: right. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> All right. Oop. I think that's going to wrap up the show. Hold on a minute. It's, it just took off without me. All right. Yep. Yeah, I think we're done. All
1: right. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody who's tuned in and has been a part of the CMS tonight. And I appreciate everybody who's become a member of our Locals page. We're four away from our 100 mark. Yes. And trust me, there is no profits to be getting <laughs> Just pays
2: profits.
1: (laughs) There's a that just
2: pays for the expenses. We'd have to get to about five or six hundred to get profits going. I mean, Jesus, exactly.
1: Exactly. So it comes out of my pocket, it comes out of Chris's pocket, but who cares? We'd love what we do, and so. Mm Anyway, we'll be back next saturday we'll do this thing all over again so i'm gonna let you pick a song to take us out tonight chris So, what you all
2: want? right let's go with um uh let's go with the title track from robin mccauley's album alive if there all is right. a title track
1: robin I don't know. It, mccauley
2: yeah right. put out an album last year all
1: right Let's see what he's got here he's got uh it, it's called
2: alive yep but it's not a live album
1: all right so we got Alive, dead as uh dead as a bone uh play that
2: dead as a bone that sounds good all right that's uh we'll, right. we'll dedicate that to that comedian's career <laughs> it's dead as a bone just just
1: it's just dude you apologized
2: the worst. It's
1: like, why did you do that? Yeah, that, that's just a, a
2: terrible terrible. never, terrible it never turns out well.
1: Nope. It's awful move. Yep, I agree. All right, we're going to leave you with some uh, Robin McCauley from McCauley Shanker Group uh, from his release from 2023. Call it live, and we're going to play uh, Dead as a Bone. So until next Saturday night, this is Neely. Along with my very good friend,
2: Chris Agan.
1: We're gone. Bye, kids.
2: Hi. The most exciting and most talked-about show today is Chris Aiken Presents. If you like great interviews,
1: real road stories, and more, then Chris Aiken, Eric Ferrentinos, and their cast of characters have the show that you need to watch. Catch the show live on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern at Chris Aiken Presents, CMS TV, Wowza TV, Rumble, and X. There's always lunacy happening on Criff Aiken Presents.